Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. All right. Thanks for joining us on another week of the podcast. Randy, welcome back. Sure. Thanks for joining. Thank you for joining me. It's a privilege. (laughs) And Austin's with us. He's He's in the corner. He's poking his head in this morning. All right. You can't see him, but someday we're going to get him on here when Randy's not around. That's right. And we'll be better off for it. Or or when Jonathan's not around. That's true. Yeah. He's got better hair than both of us. He does. He does. Yeah. But he doesn't know how to work the camera. So it'll probably be when I'm not around. Yeah, probably. All right. So I told Randy that I have a curveball for him. I have some preaching advice. Good. Right. You just love to, you love to throw some preaching advice at the preaching professor. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll take it. When you use a word that 99% of the people don't know, you got to define it for us. What in the world does idiopathic mean? I, I explained it twice. No, 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 no. Right no. after that. No, you, you kind of gave and like listen a... To the, listen to the, just listen to the whatever the recording is and you'll hear it right after I said it. All right. Well, then then I need a lesson they in don't listening. Know that they, don't, they don't know the meaning of it. They I don't kinda, know the cause. Yeah. I kind of half thought you were giving a definition, but it wasn't like, here's what that means. So I was not sure. Yeah. Those so, of you who heard the definition, just write Jonathan and I, just confirm that I actually did say what it, what it meant. So what's it mean? They don't know the cause. So, who doesn't know the it's, cause? Uh, Someone like who's physician, idiopathic. Physicians, uh, when they diagnose uh, someone and they say, well, it's idiopathic, meaning mm. we don't know what caused it. We don't know what caused whatever your your ailment is. It is idiopathic. That's the diagnosis. Yeah. Okay. They just don't know. So it's a... You have this, but we don't know the cause of it. Is it a noun? Uh, idiopathic would be sort of an adjective, I guess. An idiopathic diagnosis. Diagnosis. Yeah. Huh. Gotcha. All What's right. That? that helps. That helps. Thank you. Much appreciated. All right. So we were in Psalm 145. That's it for Come, the that was that was it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, 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 I try. Right. Um, so coming out of Psalm 145 mm-hmm. from the VBS week, um, and just mm-hmm. again, really good week. A lot of a lot of good good energy, but it wasn't just energy. It was energy in the right direction. Um, Clear gospels. Oh my. uh, Communication all week. Yeah. It was really great. Thanks to everyone. Wow. Yep. Yep. It was a big, uh, big week, a good week. And so um, I'm still recuperating, trying to actually, yes, overslept my alarm this morning. So good for you. I'm going to blame Jenna um, (laughs) on that one. All right. So Psalm 145, you know, I'm thinking about these Psalms and just kind of there's obviously a lot of repetition because uh, mm-hmm. they're all psalms. They're coming in different ways. And so I've got a few questions to kind of tease it out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them, one of my questions for you, uh, before I get to some of the ones that were emailed in, mm-hmm. uh, was, are there any imperatives in the psalm, in this psalm or in the psalms in general? Because I know sometimes, you know, we're listening on a Sunday morning mm-hmm. for a sermon uh, we're, we're people, a Bible church that, you know, we want, we want something to walk away with and say, here's what I'm going to practice this week. Here's how I'm going to apply this sermon. And when there's imperatives to define imperative, Mm -hmm. that's a a word that has like a command to it, Mm -hmm. just in case you were wondering. Um, Mm -hmm. so, and, you know, go do this or don't do this. So are there imperatives in, do you know, 
offhand in this psalm or just in general in the psalms? Uh, I double-checked in this one. I don't think there is in Psalm 145. Uh, so uh, you won't find a lot of them in the psalms because of the type of literature that it is. Yeah, it's poetry. So what's, yeah, what's interesting is when you find an imperative, um, it's usually, uh, think about this, it's usually the psalmist directing God to do something, mm. which is an interesting twist with scripture. So uh, it is one of the oddities. However, uh, as we talked about earlier in the series, remember one of the reasons why you want to practice praying or singing these these psalms is because the very act of doing so, uh, you're committing yourself to it. So in that sense, yeah. I see it equal to a command. Okay. You're, you're committing yourself to, uh, in this case, as we'll look at it too, as you're going through the week, remember beyond Sunday, just focus on some of the great attributes of God that are going on and ask yourself, uh, do you believe those? I was thinking of the, the one in verse three, great is the Lord. Uh, you know, do you believe that attribute of God? And if you do, if you believe he's great, then obviously the praise will follow. Or you'll train yourself to praise him uh, because of a conscious uh, thought, wow, uh, God is so great that uh, I am going to give him my praise now. So there aren't a lot of, there are not a lot of commands. Yeah. Uh, there, there, there may be some, and we haven't hit many. Yeah. Yeah. Good. No. That's a good observation. Yeah. But I think maybe something to, to hold on to is in these Psalms, uh, even though there's not a lot of those imperatives, those commands, we are following the example of the psalmist in, like you were just saying, in repeating them and praising mm -hmm. like they did. Um, mm -hmm. So that's always a, a way to apply a psalm like that. Um, so here's here's a question that came in. It mm -hmm. centers on verse 18. Mm -hmm. The question is, well, let me read verse 18. Mm -hmm. It says this, The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. Mm -hmm. So there's your line A, what is more, mm -hmm. line B. How many times have you said that? A lot. A lot, right. And I mm -hmm. think it's been helpful for me at least. Um, yeah, the reason is because most readers uh, have been taught, uh, have been taught actually that the line is repetitive, that mm -hmm. line B is repetitive. Therefore, in our readings, because we're Americans too, we read, we, we just want to get through the reading. So we tend to mm -hmm. skip it. So that's why it's important, I think, to stay focused on that second line. And it's repetitive, but more, but not it's not saying the exact same thing. No, and we yeah. wouldn't say it's repetitive at all. What we would say is that line B takes us further. It sharpens the focus. It intensifies, maybe provides additional logic, something like that. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so the question, though, is in line B, uh, to all who call on him in truth, uh, the question is, what does it mean or look like to call on him in truth? Mm -hmm. uh, how do I do that? Yeah. Can we give an example of what we might say if we're calling on God in truth? So uh, one of the things I said on Sunday was um, that that the in truth is probably it's it's probably better uh, understood as sincerely. But I I think I said I prefer the the translation really. I am really calling on Him. So. Uh, and I appreciate the question, mm -hmm. especially where we're trying to put uh, put these songs and these prayers into practice. So I, I think the, the the thing you'd want to ask yourself is, uh, am I actually 
expressing my weakness to God, and in doing so, uh, inviting him to add his strength. Uh, the act of calling on him is saying, I recognize my need for God in this particular area. So as you're living out your faith this week, someone who's really calling on the Lord is admitting, I've got some weakness here and I need some help. Mm-hmm. So Lord, I really need you. And that's why I like the term. It's a, it's a uh, you know, sort of a conversational way to talk with God. God, I really need you to help me with this today. This is going to be a struggle today. Please help me get through this so that I honor you. I don't want to be destroyed by sin through temptation. So that's the way I would approach that, really. The other thing I would say in answer to that question is, you know you're really calling on the Lord when there's some emotion in that, uh, which mm-hmm. is very good for, it's good for us to talk about in the midst of the Psalms. Yeah. So if when you, when you go to the Lord with emotion, it doesn't mean it's always a 10 out of, a, you know, a one to 10 on a scale mm-hmm. of one to 10. It just means that whatever the circumstance is, you really feel this need for him. There'd be a couple of ways I'd answer that. Yeah, no, that's really good. And you know what, actually what I was thinking of when I, I read, when I read that verse, well, I'll tell you, you. I was thinking that like, if I'm calling on him in truth, I want to be accurate in my assessment of him, like truth about God, but that's, that's really not what it's... No, and that's the reason why I checked this stuff is because normally if you looked at if you looked at a dictionary understanding of that Hebrew term, yeah, it's very very common that you you're gonna you're gonna get truthful or faithfulness or something along those lines, reliability. But in this case, that's not what's happening. So you really have to scroll down a little bit into a you know, a Hebrew dictionary to find, well, what's really happening in this particular context? Yeah. And it is, it, it's sincerity or like, again, I would use really. Yeah. Like I really don't like, you know, broccoli. Yeah. Right. I understand that. And, um, but no, I think that's good because if we're, if we're in our conversations with the Lord and our prayers to him, if we're not being truthful about our own circumstances, our own needs, then we're not calling on him in truth. Uh, so to be honest with ourselves exactly. and then to, when we have an understanding of really how much we do need him, then that I think it would change the way that we, we call on him because we're desperate. And someone, uh, if I remember correctly, someone on Sunday actually blurted out a, a dependency. Uh, that that what we're what we're doing is we're acknowledging that we are dependent upon God for help. Yeah, and that was a good comment. Whoever made mm-hmm. it. Yep, I remember. Good. All right, another question here. Uh, so we have a husband and wife. They were talking about the emphasis on verse three b. Mm-hmm. All right, his greatness is unsearchable, mm-hmm. and you spent some time there. I did. Yeah. Um, so their thought is perhaps another way to finish the verse is to say. His greatness is unbearable. Is it correct to say that God in his mercy withholds a full revelation of himself because we would not be able to bear the sight of God in his entirety? Thinking of God revealing himself to Moses, and yet Moses was only shown the back of God and needed to be shielded in a rock. Hmm. So I love the I love the thought uh, of uh, unbearable. Yeah, uh, I, I do think that's a good effort. Um, so I would say that's valid 
uh, for one side of it, that because of God, because of the definition of God, we would not be able to bear it now. Um, I believe we will be able to, though. I, I think scripture is clear about that, that our vision of God is going to change when uh, we are fully redeemed. Mm-hmm. So I, I do like I do like what they're what they're doing uh, with that. Uh, the emphasis in the psalm uh, on in verse three is simply to to say the reason why we praise him so much is because we just cannot uh, plumb the depth or we, we just can't we, we just can't figure him out that mm-hmm. much. So, but I like what they're, I I really appreciate that. I think I would say to uh, whoever wrote that and made that great comment, uh, what we want to do with with verse 3b is just get caught up in the greatness of God so that our praise just keeps flowing out. It's just, the more we learn, the more we realize we don't know, but that's okay because uh, despite all of our best investigation of him, in the scriptures, which he's so graciously given to us, mm-hmm. we still cannot figure all of him out. I mean, that's how great he is. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been in a place where you're like, you start to get into a project and then the more you get into it, the more you're like, this is impossible, you know, to do whatever it is. And, and you know, I enjoy woodworking, uh, but I've never been, you know, I'm a detail person, but I'm not that good with wood that I can do whatever I want to do. But even sometimes just in reading a text or doing a little bit of my own research and and prep for things, I I feel like, like there's so many different, you know, minds to, to go down into and Mm -hmm. to, to chase, um, that there's, there's too many. Mm -hmm. Um, I was reading another translation and they used the word unfathomable there. Yeah. That's a good one. I think that's, yeah. Like our, our finite minds cannot wrap, around an infinite God. Um, but what, what I liked about that question, though, too, is I think in verse 8 there, the Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. That's coming out of Exodus 33 or 34, right? God's, mm-hmm. um, yeah. where he's talking to Moses, telling that's God's assessment of who he is uh, right there. And that's just a snapshot, I think, you know, a glimpse or a summary of, of who God is. And, and then to take all those, take just those few descriptions or adjectives, gracious, merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and go from that. I mean, you could spend a lot of time. Yeah. So what if, what have I said, you know, when Moses asked, show me your glory, mm-hmm. what if I, what if I asked you, it's a great why, third day why, song. Why, right? Why would God, why would God say of all of who he is, this is the way I'm going to show my glory? Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, one of the great things this week is to get wrapped up in these character traits. And again, as I tried to say on Sunday, just think this, uh, think about this through the week. It's great to be around people who are gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. But mm-hmm. we are dealing with God who is always like this with us. I just find it fascinating. And certainly uh, in concert with Psalm 145, praiseworthy. It's praiseworthy for God to say, I'm going to give you a glimpse of my glory. And here's what it looks like. I don't know if these would be the character traits I would pick out that I would select and say, mm-hmm. you know what, if I'm going to show Moses 
all of my glory. Look at the ones he chose. Yeah. I think that's that's really a I think it's a great way to build our praise through the week is just keep focusing on God like this. And then of course, if I follow that up and say, "Well, why do you think God described himself like that to us?" It's because of the nature of our relationship with him. We have to have a God like this. We have to because yeah. of what we know about the rest of the Psalms assessment of the human heart and what we know from other places in scripture. So those of us who believe the estimate of Scripture about the human heart come to verses 8 and 9 uh, and think, wow, of course I'm going to praise him. Look how good he is to us. Or that mm-hmm. verse 9, the Lord is good to all, to everybody, even those who refuse his lordship. Right? I mean, he's still good to all, uh, and his mercy is over all that he has made. Wow, that's that's pretty gracious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's very praiseworthy, and I, I hope this week, you know, if you contemplate Psalm 145 or some of the other places in the Psalter, you are using the description of him to generate praise. It's, uh, that's the design of these, uh, you know, remember the title of this Psalm 145? It's, it's a, actually a miniature of the whole book, so, a song of praise. Mm-hmm. The Hebrew title for the whole Psalter is songs of praise. So this Psalm 145 really fits the whole book. Okay. Did and you... it's the last one that we have of David. Did you say that on Sunday? Oh, I'm sure I did. You probably didn't hear it. I probably didn't. I got a lot going on sometimes. I know you do. I saw you writing furiously. I got to think about what kind of pizza I want, you know? <laughs> I know. No one likes the Hawaiian pizza with me. Neither would I. Well. I can't stand it. Get get on board. I cannot stand it. It's not going to happen in my <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> All right. That's really good, though. Um, so just closing thought on Psalm 145. Um I think for me and for my soul to come away being able to say, I've got a good God, take some of these descriptions of him. And one of my one of my prayers relatively often is, God, just give me eyes to see you. Just if I and one of my prayers for my kids has mm-hmm. been, Can you just give them a glimpse of how good and beautiful mm-hmm. and awesome you yeah. are? Because if we can just get a, just the smallest yeah. taste. Yeah. Of it, we want more, yeah, and it'll captivate us. Yeah. That's and what I pray for our, our own kids too. Yeah, uh, almost every day, Lord, show them your glory, because mm-hmm. everything else will fall into line. Yeah, yeah. and uh, can I say uh, just a couple of things? Just to uh, when you're thinking about Psalm 145, mm-hmm. remember verse 18, 19, and 20. So if you're thinking about your life of faith this week, you're calling on, you're really calling on Him. Mm-hmm. You are fearing Him. That's the next verse, right? You're fearing him. And then finally, you're loving him. So today is a great opportunity to assess your faith and say, no, this is this is my relationship with him today. I am calling on him. I am gladly submitting to the God who's not safe. And finally, my affections are toward him today. Yeah. That's genuine saving faith yeah. in the relationship that is uh, put into Hebrew poetry. Yeah, that's good. And so we're going to be taking a break from the Psalms. More than likely, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. you've been yeah. leading us to think yeah. that. Yeah, we have uh, Serving Sunday coming up mm-hmm. uh, this Sunday. Uh, the following Sunday, we'll focus on the faithfulness of God as we begin to celebrate 80 years of God's faithfulness for Calvary Bible Church. Yep, that's a big deal. And then some, uh, and then we'll we'll see where it goes. Yeah. yeah. So to wrap up the Psalms here, until we come back to them, um, I think one one big takeaway for me has been. Uh, to change my prayer life, to ask God to uh, glorify himself, uh, you know, 
a better understanding of who he is, to praise him, some of these early morning prayers. Um, and yeah, just to continue to, I don't know, sing his praises. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I hope, I, you know, I hope the faith family as a whole has just uh, had, had some time to get caught up in how this book of Psalms can direct our relationship with God, mm -hmm. how, how to pray, how to praise. You know, we've seen this for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah, yeah. that's good. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah. If this episode's uh, brought up any questions to you, uh, feel free to email them in. And just a reminder, the email address is podcast at cbcmj.com. We'd love to hear your questions. Thanks to everyone who submitted them. See ya. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.